Thank you to the Patreon crew. You know who you are. James, got my back. Uh, Chris, you've got my back. And Daniel, always hitting home runs for Please Blow My Mind. If you're interested in supporting this podcast via Patreon, please consider donating a few bucks a month. Search Please Blow My Mind on Patreon.com and you'll find, uh, yeah, me. All the money goes into the podcast, which is a good feature. Thanks, everybody, for blowing my mind by joining me. Hope you're well wherever you are in the world. See ya. I think there's something to be said for the lost knowledge. You know, I think there's something to be said for, you know, back when when people knew how to be calm. Like, the warrior's way, as they call it, you know, it's not just all this hack and slash and yeah. you're constantly warring. Like, the people that were kind of regarded, even like in fairy tales and things like that today, the people that were regarded as the, um, the strongest warriors were always more that calm, centered type warrior. There was like that mix. It wasn't just like the brutal dudes. There were those dudes that had that, that sense of um, knowing. Okay, here we go. Another episode. Well, these are a bit different episodes of Please Blow My Mind. These are the episodes within the episodes. For those just joining, hello, welcome. My name is Will Fleming and I host this weekly podcast called Please Blow My Mind. It's like a hundred and something episodes old, but I tried to get out of the habit of counting because, I don't know, it feels weird to like count each episode and to like put value on on the counter. I mean, what's the goal? As many as possible. So that's what I asked myself and I thought, you know, I'll just title them and I'll just keep going and one day we can count them. Maybe the goal is, oh, there's a police officer, put phone down. Yeah, so maybe one day uh, when it feels like a thousand, then I can count it. Because, I mean, the original goal of this podcast was to get to a thousand conversations that blow my mind, that push our thinking past the reef, metaphorically, getting us out there, thinking bigger. Man, the world got big during this journey. Pandemics, Trump, (laughs) left versus right, darkness deep within. So... Uh, The podcast for me has become a place of making sure or attempting to make sure that this bubble life, we call it, doesn't kind of all consume. I mean, no one says this, but what's the difference between a bubble and an echo chamber? You know? Anyway, pretty intense stuff. And that's how we roll around here. So long story short, this is not the TV version of the podcast. This is the audio version of the podcast. And I give myself permission to be a bit more, how would you say? Well, I'm not on TV. So I pride myself on trying to keep, you know, reasonably authentic in all scenarios. But on TV, you can't say fuck and you can't say shit. And so on this podcast, you'll hear me probably say both, which is hilarious. Because, yeah, why, why would that be a thing, you know? Why? Why do we need to swear? What even is the history of swearing? <sighs> Getting deep pretty quick. Okay, so team, this episode features Rocco Babich. He's, uh, well, Rocco, I don't know if Rocco knows this, but I went to school with Rocco. 
I don't know if he remembers me. Never really talked to him about it. <laughs> and I do not in this podcast, but Rocco, if you remember me from school, text me. I don't think you do. And I remember you, because Rocco was one of the rugby stars at school. And um, yeah, it was just our paths have crossed. And I guess one of the things is that life is long, right? And if you stay in the game long enough, paths cross. You know, Rocco and I didn't have much to do with each other at school. Uh, and it just happens that as we've hit our 40s, that uh, our paths have crossed. Now, there is a lesson in it, even though it's not so obvious what that lesson is. So, yeah, we connect. We have a deep conversation about, well, many things, which include breathing, which include historical a historical lens. We go all over the show, and I invite you to join us for this deep conversation with myself and Rocco Babbage right here on Please Blow My Mind. Enjoy. Boom, there you are. How are you? Good, man. How are you going? All right? Not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> um, just drinking my water. Oh, dude. How, how much are you, get, are you getting through? What, one of, one of those, two of those a day? I am up to, I'm trying to get like five liters through a day. Like drink as much as I can. It gets quite hot here in the afternoon, so it's um, yeah, it's pissing it's heaps. <laughs> Yo, yeah, heaps. Yo, yeah. This is a gallon, so I don't, I don't know how many. True. I don't know if you've seen leaders. on any other social media, but I've been in the background recording this um Korean YouTube series. So for a friend, and you know, the Koreans are really big into um. Well, not all Koreans, but what's quite popular over there is watching people eat. So he had this good idea to dress me up like a teddy bear and have me eating all this Korean food. Anyway, the reason I'm telling that is because you actually can't get through that much when you try and sit down to eat. So what I've been watching on YouTube is how how the competitive eaters do it. You know, they stretch their tummy something like 27 hours out, then they fast, then they, you know, but part of it is drinking that heaps of water. So when I um, saw that big water. bottle. Just stretch, stretch the stomach, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to have to because I sit there and he said, I want you to look really happy like you're enjoying it. But the problem with food is that once you're full, it becomes torture. You know, everything's disgusting when you're, you know. And uh, it's Oh, been, man, there's got to be a lot of food down to... Uh, to make it disgusting for me. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, I, th- I thought the same. And because I can pack back a little bit, but once you're kind of yeah. onto your third pork belly and your jaws oh. sore from chewing <laughs> and you're yeah, still, yeah, okay. you know, like a massive <laughs> bowl of noodles. But look, it's a yeah. it's hard case. We've been, yeah, he's a bit of a driven character. And he's like, all right, I want to film one every week for 10 weeks. Maybe if we can get it up to two a week. I'm like, fuck's sake, Brian. You know, it's a bit too much. My, um, my old flatmates used to say we should do this podcast with me called Rocco Eats the Darndest Things. <laughs> and it was all, it's all about, like, the crazy things I'll eat. Yeah. And it's, I just, yeah. I'm just you should, hungry guy, what can I say? do that. Because, like, that's the weird thing about it, eh? I, I, I've kind of had this thought that maybe it's this thing that'll pop off really well. And it's always mm. the thing you think, you know, you're like strategic and you're organizing all of this stuff and you, you, yeah. know, you covered your bases. And I'm, I'm sure he's like, yeah, we'll do 10 episodes and then I'll release it into, you know, um, 
kind of, I guess, tagged into the Korean stuff. But yeah, it's 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 one of the many. Different <laughs> I think the, I, I think that's a good point. Like, you really got to just if you've got an idea, you got to try it. But you got to try it for an amount of time where it can actually catch on. You know, you got to make enough enough of the content for you yeah. for people to be able to kind of grab mm-hmm. onto it and see it. That's why it's got to be something you like, right? It's got to yeah, be something yeah. you're passionate about. Otherwise, you're just not going to do it. Or you'll get to like one or two episodes and then you'll be like, oh, maybe eating this food was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already thought that, but it's it's just so hard to try and look happy. Like, because your grunts of, mmm, turn to, you know, and they kind of sound the same, but apparently I'm always looking you know, really grumpy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro, because I'm full. You know? That's your resting. Yeah, you got that yeah, resting, like, resting grumpy face. That's right. So <laughs> he's always going like this behind the camera. You know, it's, um, Oh really? Yeah. Well, I oh, guess no, just you got to like, do it natural, whatever <laughs> comes. Yeah. Well, it's weird because I think it's a bit like, you know, in the, you know, in the Pacific realm, you've got food, which symbolizes, I guess, wealth. And that's why mm. the traditional things are always over, um, uh, over what it catered, you know, it's my German wife. She yeah. was up. She's like, why is there so much food here? And I mean, she's mm. like, there's way more than as, you know, like typical Germans, there's way more than necessary. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, well, it's a status thing. And I think for the Korean stuff, it's like, cause it's all the delicatessen stuff. There's all the kimchi mm. and, you know, different ways. It is, no, it's very much the same way in Korea as well. They definitely show like their prosperity through how much oh, they eat yeah. um, and almost like how much they leave on the table. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, look how much food that we, we don't care that we're not eating, you know? So like, maybe it's uh, like you host dinners, podcast interviews, but yeah. the dinners are, you know, it's a kind of potluck maybe where it really yeah. is, you know, potluck yeah. and it can be real. It should be really out there things. Cause you know, one of the things interesting about food is obviously you've got teams eh? and you got the vegan and carnivore and mm-hmm. all these things. And uh, when I was doing carnivore for a little while, my sister-in-law is vegan yeah. and we'd kind of have these weird talks, but I said to her, you know, we're more the same than different. We deeply mm. care about what goes in. We don't mm. eat most things. We're actually really conscious eaters. It's just my one is, you know, you've willingly mm. got to kill something or understand that something's been slaughtered. And your one, you know, you use heaps of water <laughs> you just, or the rats yeah. get caught up in your vegetable, you know, fields. But but at the end of the day, I'm like, it's funny, eh? Because the, the balance there is not, it's not too different, you know? I, of course it is. There's a fundamental difference, but from most people, you know, piling back Maccas and all that crap. Yeah, it's a focus. It's a focus. I'm going to do this for my health for this reason. Yeah. Um, whether it's whether it's wrong or right, that's, yeah. that's kind of the approach, isn't it? Yeah. And um, my brother's yeah. plant-based. My brother right. and his family are plant-based. Um, they don't like to call themselves vegan because yeah. of the, the, yeah. the, the connotations, yeah. but they're definitely raw plant-based um, mm-hmm. eaters. And having and I, I've done it myself as well, um, and it does, you do feel lighter, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Like yeah. your body's not processing all that food. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they do it for the health reasons, so they feel like um, all the – and there is, there is that research around plant-based um, eating, non-processed food eating yeah. um, that basically reverses – uh, ailments reverses mm. um, 
sickness, it, you know, that, that kind of thing keeps you healthy, keeps the immune system strong so it can actually fight off yeah. um, the diseases. Yeah, bro. Which I think is important in this day and age, right? Yeah, hell yeah. You know, the bit that I kind of always think about is we, um, we, we kind of, if you line it with nature, most of the time you weren't eating. That seems to be the constant, and I guess we'd call that fasting. But mm-hmm. we're so varied in our places we come from and what was available to eat. I'm kind of of the thinking that, you know, we're, it doesn't really matter what it is. It just can't be that much that often, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. like, I was wondering if, remember, the, remember that movie ages ago, Supersize Me? And actually he did all right yeah. in it because he was having a regularly, you know, calorie counted and all that stuff. And I was actually wondering, like, yeah. if you were just to uh, eat one meal a day and say have a, an hour eating window, would it matter what you ate? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it probably would, but it, mm. you know, I was just wondering if we get too stuck up on, you know, um, this type of stuff, that type of stuff. It kind of seems to me the only constant is like not eating and water, and then your body kind of, you know, susses out the rest. But yeah, it's. Um, I lost you. Sorry, oh, it's all right. you're up north, eh? You got that. Uh, that north yeah, I've got the. Um, I've got. I'm on 4G. Oh, it's yeah. like a fun side. Um, thing, mm. but it's uh, it should work. I don't know why that should that's never happened before. So I'm recording this. I don't know what we'll do with it, but I like already just yeah. the free flow BS we're talking. You know, because that's yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Uh, and 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 you know, I just think let's let's uh, if you're game. You know, I don't think we've said anything too incriminating at the moment, apart from me talking about my sister-in-law and her veganism. Um, yeah, and and. Yeah, we just maybe that's our theme, you know, as we just kind of catch up and do these funny little chats, and you know, yeah. um, because see where it goes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you know, we've already covered like three or four different bases. We we obviously have the curiosity, which must come from mm. this, you know, creative whatever bug or spark that we have. Mm. Um, mm. If, I mean, now that I've said we're recording, I'm, I don't want to go into a podcast zone, so I'll try and force myself out of it. But have you uh, have you had any more thoughts about our chat the other day? You know, around I don't know, like which part of it? Yeah, true. I'm I'm it. Yep, sweet. I'm listening to you. Uh, well, we talked about a variety of things. I think we kind of ended up with this idea of well, where did we end? Uh, maybe we go from the end to the beginning. Um, yeah. We well we kind of got to the idea of, you know, do we do we look at writing this one pager or something? Uh, and if we do put it up in a podcast, I, I guess I'll just give a quick background. So yeah. we touched base on um who was it? Instagram, you know, and I think uh we were just chin wagging a bit about ideas and I probably came on way too strong, which is part of what I get up to, but I was like Dude, I, you know, we've obviously met each other um, a couple of years ago and I was straight into like, you know, knowing your chops, right? What can we do together? You know, and I, I've been playing around with yeah. all this breathing stuff. So I'm like, you know, one of the 
interesting narratives that uh, I've been exploring, and it's not so obvious where this goes. Is historically we do know that that breathing is you know it's like the foundations of yoga. You know, five thousand years ago, this is this is what people honoured or or um, served before our modern day ideas of gods was the breath. You know, that was the thing that you know when you kind of look back a little bit got you to a transcendent zone, you know, um, mm-hmm. if you mastered the breath, you mastered energy, you mastered how to heat your body, cool your body. And who knows how deep they went. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard stories about, you know, people who spent 30 years in caves and when they came out, mm-hmm. they could basically flutter their heart rate so fast that it looked like they were um, dead, mm-hmm. but they yeah. had, they had mastered control and they did it through, I think, from what I was reading and listening to was, was this idea of breathing. Then you the kind breath, of skip yeah. forward to where we are in the world, South Pacific. And obviously I think most people think of this historically, this area as, you know, we're like the navigators or the explorers, you know, whether it's the mm. European or the Maori or Pacific, everyone kind of, you didn't get here by accident. You had to go. No, yeah, and you had to come from somewhere. That's you know? right. That's like, right. That's yeah. right. And so the other thing with history is it gets remembered kind of by the people who write it, you know? So I think when when we were maybe learning about history, it was definitely still around the navigation. It was around the kind of tension between peoples, but I don't remember ever really learning anything about, let's say something as bold as body and mind, you know, what is those links? We learned, Mm. you know, we probably got raised with, the body is Trump, you know, and, and that's your vessel mm. to, you know, physically and rugby go smash your way through things. And we kind of, mm. this warrior aspect, you know, that gets pulled through or the, the battler, the, 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 you know, these ancient peoples who came, you know, fought over everything, et cetera, et cetera. And I mm. think that's exactly what's manifested now. You know, we're still mm. warrior mindsets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I think I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the whole thing. Like, and that's something that I've thought about as well. Kind of growing up, it was like that whole thing where like, I've even said it to a few people before. Like if I, like me, six foot four, 100 and, 110, 115 kgs. Mm. If I like was born in the age of the barbarians, like in medieval times, I would have been one of those guys in the, in the freaking, mm. in the ring, you know, with my sword in hand and, a shield and I wouldn't have lasted very long, but that was, you know, that would have been my bet. And that would, that I would have been happy with that probably, yeah, you know? That's right. So, yeah. But I think you're right in a certain aspect that those, um, that kind of warrior mentality is still, is still with us. Mm. And for, you know, we're not that far away. Well, you know, we haven't gone that far in time. It was like, what, 200 years ago, we were still, yep. you know, fighting each other. That's it. We were still like certain parts of my bloodline were still very much at war. Mm. You know, if you look at the Maori side, you look at the, the not so much the Tongan side, but you know, the Croatian side as well. Like it was all, it was all kind of in there doing So battle. are you made up of a few things? Yeah. So I am Croatian, Maori, Tongan, and there's a, l- a little bit of English in there as well. So right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real mongrel. <laughs> you are a kinder surprise. <laughs> a lot of everything with a toy in the middle. Um, <laughs> well, look, I think that's really interesting. I think it's really interesting that, you know, this is, wow. One of the things that keeps coming up when I podcast is 
maybe I force it on everyone, but it's, you know, what was the plan? And maybe the answer is survival, but surely, you know, look through any of our heritage and they obviously came here for a reason, you know, prosperity or a, way, mm. a new way of living or mm. this idea. Of, start. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm. and it makes sense until you look at where we are today and, you know, our generations of, what are we? We're kind of like tail end um, more millennials or mm. you know, 80s kids or whatever it is. But you yeah. know, the, the first ones to come through who it's not guaranteed you'll own a home, you know, mm. um, mental health is kind of something is, which is, you know, I think per capita we have kind of really horrible statistics. Mm. Uh, all things that you can imagine, you know, a brute force gladiator, Mm. that would be the measurements of that, right? Because it wasn't yeah. your job to um, care about the future or, or think in that way. And then we've been thrust into this world, which is, you know, maybe cotton wooled a bit. Mm. And I think we're in a real interesting place, you know. Of, I, I think, yeah. yeah, definitely. And look, I think there's something to be said for the lost knowledge. Mm. You know, I think there's something to be said for, you know, back when when people knew how to become like the warrior's way, as they call it, you know, it's not just all this hack and slash and yeah. you're constantly warring. Like the people that were kind of regarded, even like in fairy tales and things like that today, the people that were regarded as the, um, the strongest warriors were always more that calm centered type yes. warrior. There was like that mix. It wasn't just like the brutal dudes. There were those dudes that had that, that sense of um, knowing mm. if you, you could say that. Like, look at, like, the American Indians or yeah. if you look at even a lot of the, um, the, the stories of the Māori warriors that you hear, very, very intelligent, very yeah. centred, um, very knowledgeable about, about themselves, mm. you know, because they didn't have the same distractions that we have today, yeah. you know. It was, a, it was a different time. Mm. And those distractions that we've developed now and the, the way that life's set up, like you were talking about before, that comes from the modern age. Yeah. And right. what we've created to speed things up, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, so what have we created? I was thinking about this the other day. It's like it's a 24-hour world, and that's not debated anymore. You know, literally yeah. you can do commerce, you can, you can party, you know, at any hour you can – the internet never turns off, so technically you can chat, you know. There is no you know, – circadian rhythm sounds like a band, you know, this whole mm. thing of mm. there's no real link to anything to do with nature or um, mm. maybe there is, but it's like it's a backdrop, you know. It's yes. not something to yeah. use to ground yourself or to, you know, reconnect with anything. Um, maybe this kind of some stuff starts coming in through, I guess, new neurology, and you know, I start reading things that two to five minutes of sunlight in the morning sets you up for better sleep, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, that yeah. makes logical sense, you know. But still, it's a hard sell, right? If if our business is yeah. trying to sell that, you're like, ooh, what's the clickbait for that? I don't know. Like, there's lots of ways of thinking about that. It's like you're you're right. Things have speed up, and what we have created is that that now culture. Like everybody wants it now because like it's, it's, I've been thinking about it recently as well, but I've been thinking about it more in terms of our relationship with time and what our relationship with time is. But right now everybody wants everything now. And the, 
the difference between someone kind of taking their time and, and just letting things happen to somebody that wants something straight away is, is very, very different. And I, I think I can see that um, in what we're describing as somebody that's more centered, somebody that um, understands themselves, somebody that's calm versus somebody that's just go, go, go. Yeah. They've got the, um, the fight or flight mechanism just constantly churning through yeah. because these things, yeah. all they do is they, they ask for our attention all the time. They want our attention now. And we let it happen because it's that instant gratification. Um, it's like that whole, I'm, I'm talking like a whole bunch of different topics at the same no, time. Right. We're on it. We're in. We're in. It's like that whole thing where, you know, people, gamers, right? Gamers, for example. There, there's the same like neuro, neurological feedback happening within a game than there is with somebody succeeding in life like somebody going through um, finding a career that they want, um, going out, having a really great day of learning, study, and, and um, doing the things they want to do. To somebody that's on the computer, they get the same feedback, um, positive feedback through going through a game successfully and, and winning, you know, and succeeding in that way. So it's almost like it's like we've created these artificial ways of getting that positive feedback but quickly yes. you know like a game you can play a game and you can play it for so long and it's designed so you get just enough winning so you're getting that feedback but you want to keep going as well so it's like that fine line where that's the game that people used to play with their own lives yeah you know that's life yeah. It's like going through life, being on that edge where you're doing something that's uh, positive and happy and that you're passionate about. So you keep doing it and you're getting enough feedback from doing that, going through challenges, winning, coming back, yeah. um, reassessing, going through challenges again in your life. Um, yeah, I just see like a, yeah, there's that massive connection there between what we've created to do that for us. And now I think people are hitting that stage where it's like, well, of emptiness, mm. of, of depression, of a state where it's like they've, they've had enough of that because it's not real in the end. Those things that we create to distract ourselves or create a false sense of um, progression in life are, are not real. It's like, like phone, we, Instagram culture, the yeah. gaming, you know, all that kind of stuff. Man, I hadn't yeah. thought about Don't gaming and stuff like that. No, 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 man, that's, I mean, it's an awesome stream there because it's clearly integrated into our life, but people just look at it for maybe it's addictive point of views, you know, and how we, you know, get outside and have some, you know, whatever old people say, or we're probably the old people now, but but yeah. definitely there's some idea of like the constant seems to be the levels. And I kind of wonder if it's mm. a bit like a candle, like you've burnt through the wick, but you've, you haven't done it properly. So you've burnt through the wick too quick and you've got all the wax left and now you've still mm. got ages to live and maybe you can't ever find, you know, you can't ever, you've burned through the levels too quickly that they're not, that's a, that's like a, the ultimate hack. And yeah. maybe that's where you tie the meaning in because you know, the wise old people, surely that's where you, you go through the ups, the downs, you pass the level, you carry on and you finally get somewhere mm-hmm. where it's probably like, Oh, well, why did I worry the whole time? You know? Um, and, and yeah, you finish the game by 
what did they call it? Clocking the game by um, you clocked it. Yeah, timing out. You know, you I think. I, yeah, but I think it's like I think you're right. I think everybody has it in their lives when they they stop, and then all of a sudden they realise they have that realisation moment. Mm. I feel most people have that realisation moment where they go, there's more to what I'm doing. Yeah. Or if I only just actually let myself catch up with myself, mm. if I come to a place of peace within myself, I don't know how to do it, but you get this feeling like that's the direction where you should be going in. Um, like I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything like that, but mm. there's definitely that time there's definitely been the times in my life where I've gone, I just need to slow the fuck down. Yeah. You know, I just need to actually take, you know, look around and, and see where I'm actually at, mm. you know, and not just keep running on to the next thing, running on to the next thing, looking at all these, these influence, um, influences in our lives and going, no, I should be doing what they're doing. I should be doing what that's, that's, that person's doing. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, for me, it ties back to the breath mm. because that breath, um, I also connect with my meditation and those techniques that do slow your brain down, that do let your brain get more time, that do release your brain from that fight or flight. I connect it to that because that is you know part and parcel with having those Oh, what the fuck am I doing moments? Yeah. yeah. You know? 100%. And, um, yeah, so I definitely see a correlation between, you know, what we're kind of talking about, what you're, what you're researching and what mm. you're looking into um, with kind of like the life journey that I'm going on right now. Yeah, man. Well, and there's something interesting about, and it's come through in a lot of the podcasts is like this trauma and I'm interested in it because I'm, I don't have, like I've had trauma as an adult, but I think not in the early stages, you know, I think I may, may have mentioned in the, our other chat, um, that I'm the youngest by 10 years. I have these two cultures, which I only saw the best of kind of guided through, you know? So I think about it like I banked a lot of whatever you call it, you know, resilience or love or so you can, I think when you bank a lot too at a young age, you get, it's, it's not one for one. It's like investment, you know, it's like investing in Apple early and you get to um, yeah. reap yeah. the rewards. But but what I'm, what I mean by that is there's still areas now where I'm very um, not equipped to deal with. You know, I don't, I don't understand why everyone can't get along. I don't understand why there's human greed. I don't understand. I know there is, but I don't understand the darkness. Right. So this is an area where I'm like, you know, maybe there's the idea of the breathing is able to. Um, calm the monster a little bit, you know, not just mm. the tablets and, you know, the jails and these things, but there's these things within us that are that, like the warrior, you know, they were not always the warrior like we were talking about. Mm. Mm -hmm. We only, we don't even have um, the, the version of Maui, which didn't pull the biggest thing in the universe. Well, our solar system down, you know, he literally had a fight with the yeah. sun. I mean, that's a rock movie. Yeah. <laughs> he has a fight with a building, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. but there's nothing nuanced about those type of things. And so when we kind of explore this idea of what were those, I think it's just really interesting for, for all the reasons mm. you've stated, but 
also because it's useful. Like, like, <laughs> you know, like you were saying, the gladiators or 20 years, 30 years ago, we were the ones in pubs doing all the nasty shit, you know, and now yeah. it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. on these, you know, these evenings trying to like kind of philosophize about, you know, how do we do this? And, and there's an interesting thing here, I think with us, because we have the, the maybe storytelling bug, you know, for me, it's not just mm-hmm. about the science. It's what makes someone really interested in an idea, you know, what nudges them that, you know, you put it in a certain way or tell it in a certain way that can ultimately make it more engaging. I mean, no one watches the Avengers, you know, and is not excited by the way they interweave, you know, 20 movies mm-hmm. into all of this stuff. And it's, yeah. you know, because if you think about it logically, that's the problem with logic and stuff like that is Avengers probably doesn't make much sense on paper. You know, it probably does, but you need to have had generations grow up with comics and, you know, cause mm-hmm. We think mm. it's silly in modern society to say believe in gods and stuff, yeah. but it's it's equally as silly to think you know um, to worry about the casting of Batman. You know that is yeah, equally absolutely. as dumb, and and actually yeah. it's, it, that, but we love it, you know, and we worship it, and you know. So I guess that's a whole other story. But mm. worshiping, I think, something worth worshiping, like yeah, and I mean yes. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, just going back on something you said before, you're saying that you, um, you know, you're somebody that hasn't really seen like what you feel like would be like darkness, like that, that real darkness. You know, it's like it's just some. Maybe you're just not wired that way. Maybe you have. Well, it's all relative, isn't it? Like maybe you have seen things that would other people would deem darkness. Yeah, you know, maybe. Um, Maybe, but yeah, maybe, maybe you haven't. It's all, it's all the individual yeah, and where, where, how you're wired as, as a person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I did, however, hear one thing today from, um, what's his name? Tom Bayou, I think his name is. He does a thing called impact theory and he talks to, you know, super smart people. I think he had a neurologist on. They talked about that. Um, I think there was that case in one of the Eastern European countries, you know, during war times where there was too many kids in a shelter for people to look after. So they ran it like a military, you know, you do the minimum requirement in terms of um, you feed them, you clothe them, you put a roof over their head, but something happened where like they died you know, because you need more than that. You need this, yeah, yeah. you need the human interaction and the touch. And they, he expanded into like, you know, if you're deaf, the, the other senses pick up and they compensate yeah. and, and they mm. take what you need, you know? And I think what, what I mean by the, you know, the, the darkness, if you like, is I can distinctly remember when I look back moments where these big swooping, um, you know, kept me away from trouble. You know, there was potential yeah. there. I'd look back and I think, oh, that was a, that was a, you know, a dangerous situation that a youngster wouldn't realize. Yeah. But, but you kind of, and it's a luck game and it's a little bit about, you know, what's going on. And remember we grew up in a time where parents still boozed it up and drove home with the kids in the back and, you know, all of that type of stuff. And, 
um, mm. I guess the potential for chaos was there. It still is today, maybe on the opposite realm where we've wrapped everyone up and, you know, that probably doesn't come out any, anything good. But anyway, long story short, I thought the breath is an interesting way to, well, one, just to like deal with whatever everyone is. It's a fair way to get people as close back to neutral or center. But also mm. on the neurology side, which I've been, and I, I think I'm consider. well, I flicked, flicked you a text this week about, I've been talking to a professor about potentially doing like some research um, yeah. know, into, into breathing slow and nasally, which, you know, triggers your um, parasympathetic or the, the calming part, but practicing doing it in ice baths or saunas. Right. You know, yes. So yeah. the extremes, and for me, as a general hypothesis, I think what they would represent is that's the shitty stuff. You know, that's the fight or flight. You purposefully go into it, mm. and like you'd condition yourself to be a rugby player or a boxer, it's starting there, and and having a way to monitor that. So over time, you could see, you could kind of call it resilience building, but in a yeah. proactive way. Yeah. We always do it post it you know you've yeah. had the shit happen and will mm. work you back but and you're, training, be, you're, you're training yourself you're training yeah. yourself to be able to breathe through those moments to be able yeah. to take you yeah. to stay calm while those mm. things are happening yeah. it's, that, it's that very um i don't know navy seal way yeah. of looking at it yeah, you know, where they take these guys through these um these amazing these mm. hardcore boot camps and their final trainings hell week i think they call it yeah um and they put them in the most extreme situations possible and they have to push through and try and keep keep that sanity going, keep mm. that focus and that intention there. Um, but it also, yeah, like you said, it gets yourself, your body ready. It tells it, you know, you, you're training your body to go, this is how I want you to react yeah. in these situations, not yeah. um, just do whatever you, just do whatever you want, mind. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm. it's not... You know, it's not like that. Whereas, yeah, maybe in the past we would have had those challenges. Correct. You know? Correct. Yeah, you might. We would have had those. Yeah. You know, we would have sailed, been sailing across the ocean and mm. had to have endured that. So we would have become stronger people. Where mm. our ancestors would have become stronger people because of that type of thing. Mm. So I totally, I get it. Mm. Yeah, and well, it was. You know, because nature didn't provide too much, that seems clear from history, right? It gave you the bare bones. Mm -hmm. And I think um, what they were talking about on that thing I was listening to today is nature like half prepares your brain and it takes a gamble that you'll get. That's why the kids died because they didn't get the other things they needed, the the touch, mm -hmm. the love. So the it half prepares you, but it, it needs a bit more. And... Um, the other thing they're talking about is like, if you don't get that kind of love early, there's real massive learning difficulties. You know, the brain forms something different at about seven. And yet I think they were talking mm. about one study that, um, you know, a girl had a really hard upbringing, like super hard, you know, and so hard that I don't think she got taught linguistics properly. They couldn't teach her because that part of the brain had already shut off. So IQ wise mm. all there, everything was there. She just, she could mm. communicate, but just not in words, you know? And it's like, that's mm. why it's so important to, um, you know, I guess that's where the breathing comes in, trying to get, not that it's a solution for everything, but, you know, potentially with trauma too, to rewire the brain, I think from what I've read, has to have a jolt, you know, like electric shock therapy was 
that to us to reset. Yeah, I, 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 I totally see what you're saying. Mm. I think it's it's a way to release you from the negative feedback loop, right? Yeah, that's a, it's a that's way a, to take you away from that area where your brain, you're, you know, you're in a stressful situation and you think of one bad thing and then, yeah. then one bad thing leads to another bad thing. Yeah. Then and another and another. All of a sudden you're thinking about something that happened when you were 10 years old mm. right. and it's like, has really nothing to do. It's just a similar feeling to what you have now to, yeah. to that. So it's like, but through that, through that breathing and through that kind of meditative, I, I suppose mm. you could call it, yeah. um, state of being where you slow everything down mm. and kind of take back control, you can yeah. break yourself free from that. Yeah, yeah. What do you call um, it? Negative feedback loop. That's a, that's a good one to remember because you can imagine it like, a, like the pathways yeah. are set, eh? And yeah, it doesn't matter what you do, they're just going to keep like a rut. You slowly walk yourself down up, you know. And until you become that, until you go, oh, hang on, this is not me voluntarily doing this. This is an automatic reaction that I can't really control. But by me noticing it, I can actually start realizing it when it's happening and start finding ways to stop that from happening. Um, and that's, you know, you can do that. Look, people take drugs to do that, mm. to stop that from happening. Um, people indulge in food to stop that from happening. You know, I don't know about you, bro, but if I sit down and I have, I'm having like, I have like a pie and a sausage roll, you know, I'm just thinking about that pie, sausage roll, filling up my stomach and like all that, you know, that's my, if there is a, a drug of, of choice, so to speak, like food is definitely that yeah. for me, where it takes me away from those, those feelings, mm. you know, um, but like every other thing that you indulge in too much afterwards, you go back to that loop straight away and you it almost feeds the loop rather than feeding the, you know? So, well, yeah, yeah. Is there anything you think you can't not indulge in enough? You know, like would breathing be one of the things that is okay to indulge in? I guess it would be, have to be defined what type of breathing, eh? Because then you'd have to say what type of eating, you know, maybe if you, yeah, I don't know. Because you could probably make a case I to indulge. all how you... I think as soon as it becomes, this is, this is, um, I think I, I, I kind of steal this from the meditation I do, the transcendental meditation. It becomes, if it's becoming something you're thinking about, if it becomes something you're not just doing and it becomes something you're processing and going, Oh, am I doing it right? Um, is this working? Uh, is this, then it's becoming something that's not what it's made to do. But if you just relax into, into these things, like, like the breathing um, or like this, the meditation, not judging, don't judge it. And then it will start freeing you up. But as soon as you start putting judgment on it, um, did I do that right? Did I do that wrong? It kind of takes it, starts taking it down that similar track. You know, but if you just do these things openly and freely, like the breathing, um, I assume you've done it a hell of a lot more than I have, um, then these things will start taking an effect. And it's almost like you can't, you can't use the analogies that got you into this mess to get you out, you know, so you can't think your way out of these problems as you have to have faith in the doing of these things of these positive things that are going to help you out. It's the whole thing that we're talking about. Um, 
you're having that doing get closer to the knowing, yeah. you know, I don't know if you've had, I've heard, I've, I've thought of this recently. I don't know if you've ever had that feeling or have heard of it. Like a sportsman gets in the zone yeah, or you're studying and you get in the zone, mm. you know, it's almost like you're not thinking anymore. You're just doing yeah. like, I remember one time when I was playing rugby and fittest I'd ever been in my life. Um, and I was just running around the field and I wasn't even thinking about it. It was just like, all of a sudden I'm here, all of a sudden I'm there, my body is reacting to it. And it's just like, it's just happening. It's just that doing. It's like, I know what to do. I don't have to think about it. And then my body just does it. And then I'm just all of a sudden in this state of euphoria almost. Like it's not- Like a flow. Like a flow, it's the flow. That's exactly what it is, it's the flow. Or like when I was rowing, it's, it's that same thing where it's like you have a perfect training or a perfect training or a perfect race where you just connect with the water and you're not even thinking, you're just doing. You've trained so much that your body just does and your body and your mind just knows and those two things are right next to each other and you're just flowing through this action. And that's the thing is, it's like that's what you can have in life, in everyday life. And that's, to me, my, my opinion, to me, that's what these things like how this, this is how meditation and this is how the breathing mm-hmm. um, helps you. It helps you tap into that flow and tap into um, the space where you no longer are constantly analyzing things. Yeah. You're just doing these things yes. and letting yourself do these things. Um, yeah. Do the things that you want to do mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting how you took that flow. I'm reading this book at the moment called The Wedge. I'd highly recommend it. It's a you know um, a journal, investigative journalist, and he's um, going through different things to try and wedge these moments. You know, one of the things yeah. he talks about is flow, and he's doing some study on it. And um, he was talking about the need to have a bit of a risk because it's the risk of. So what they were doing was measuring um, kettlebell swing throws to each other. Mm-hmm. And there was enough risk that you could say, fuck it up and hit your friend in the foot that made them a bit nervous. So, it, But every time they achieved a throw, they would get the mini reward system. And then yeah. they yeah. reckon they could kind of get into the state that they were trying to measure, measure, you know, what is flow and that type of stuff. And yeah, I, yeah, it's just, it's just so interesting because maybe when you talk about rowing, there's the water element, you know, visually mm-hmm. things are happening for your eyes. Who knows, but in the flow moments could have been perfect synchronicity between, you know, the oars and the, the movements. And maybe you wouldn't have felt the difference if it's slightly off. But in those mm. moments where everything happens, um, yeah, I, I kind of think about it like, uh, well, the one of the positive things about the slow nasal breathing is once you bring your respiratory rate down and calm down, your heart starts. Um, and we might have talked about this last time. Your heart, mm. I think it's HRV, heart rate variability, and it's mm. like where your your heart kind of practices going up and down and simulating um, training for itself. So it's ready for you if the big tiger jumps out, you know, and it's, it's like not any more in or out that it needs to be. It's in a state where it can just 
do what it was intended to do, <laughs> pump the damn yes, blood yeah. and train a little bit. But we're always yeah. got it too high or too low because of something else. It's never yeah. in its synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And right. and I like this idea that maybe, you know, because sometimes for me I, I get I'm a little bit tough to myself on things like I don't really know what words mean, you know, that we talk about it like we know what it means, but I never really mm. know if you actually had the gun to your head, explain or prove love, you're fucked. Mm. You know, you just can't because it's a, it's a series of things, you know, it's see yeah, me yeah, at my yeah. worst, see me at my best, um, forgive me anyway type thing. Well, it's almost like, Words, words, as soon as you start trying to define it, it's just like, it's, it's, it's like that flow state that we say. It's like as soon as you start trying to define it, it lessens it and it compartmentalizes it, which is what we, is which what we do to help speed things up for us. You can get it, get it quicker, you know, instead of just letting it be and accepting something for what it is. It's that, um, yeah, I like in a way this, another kind of analogy that I kind of, think about as well. It's like that state where a disaster happens, mm. where it's where something like you're in a car crash or something happens inside you where somebody gets hurt and some people freeze up, but a lot of people in those situations, they just act. You know, there are some people in those situations that just do, you know, they don't think about it. They don't see the tragedy. They don't see the disaster. They just go, I need to do this. They don't think about it. They just do it. They, they will go and lift the person. They'll, they'll go and um, do the thing that is necessarily it needs to be done without them even thinking about it. And people talk about it. You hear people talking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there's this old story my mom used to tell about how some woman went and lift the car off her son because she saw a car fall on her son. And it's like, yeah. what, you know, yeah. it's like, how does that happen? It's because they're in that state mm. where they, their body is just doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can't describe that. You can't put that into mm. words and do it justice. You just got to see it and go with it. Well, if it goes automatically through these big moments, you know, like, the, the car's about to fall on the kid. The, mm. the mother has a, a moment of, you know, flow. Mm. That's do, do you think there's at least there's a proposition to be made of if we've forgotten something, let's say like able to achieve calm through breathing, then we're only accessing it through accident or through chance, you know, like I think that's what I'm trying to work out is what's mm. the right level where, yes, you can't, be trying to analyze it in the moment. But if you don't have a foundation to get you there, then yeah. you might not realize it when you're there and achieve, put it down to something else. Like, you know, I'm sure I used to go into flow when I had cigarettes because mm. man, it was awesome going for a break and smoking and chilling and talking. And those were like the best times, you know, and mm-hmm. you come back in and you feel, you think it's cause you've had a break, but it's probably, because again, it's not one equals one in flow. It's mm-hmm. more like all these things recharge on fire, you know? And so yes. you come back in and you are way better. Um, and it's funny seeing it through all history, you know, like I'm definitely not an advocate for smoking and understand the risks, but it's weird that you look at like um, the old school NASA footage, you know, and mm-hmm. everyone's having a durry trying to suss out, you know, the Apollo 13. I mean, 
I thought that was something until I saw Elon Musk stuff all go off without a hitch. But I yeah. think they're all medicated on other stuff to keep them calm. You know, <laughs> probably worse than Siggy's. Maybe not. But you know what I mean? Like maybe what we were achieving was levels of flow and we just put it down to nicotine. And But it wasn't just that. It mm. was being outside, what it triggered, you know, getting mm. into that relaxed med. Probably smokers meditated, you know. I don't know because no one will ever touch that kind of research. But I think it's more. I think it's an indulgence. I think it's. I think it's that using using an external product to calm that thought. Mm. Because if if that were the case, then you wouldn't necessarily need to do it all the time. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be something that you needed to do that. I mean, it's an addiction, right? And it's an addiction because it gives you something. Mm. And what it gives you, I wouldn't call it, I personally wouldn't call it a flow state, like each yeah. their own, of course, yeah. because I don't, I, for me, it's not a positive, it's not, right. it's not helping you, you know, mm. it's suppressing. Yeah. Similar to yeah. the internet and the phones, eh? Yeah. Like you, you uh, think you're getting a dopamine hit, but <clears throat> it's the wrong type. It's not yeah. burnt. Yeah. 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 Because it's because of all the other negative side effects that that thing has for you, mm-hmm. you know, just like overeating, indulging in food yeah. or indulging in alcohol or indulging in drugs, or, yeah. you know? Yeah. You can't outsource it, eh? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's a term, you know, insource mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, man. Well, look, I, this is going to be interesting to see how we, our chats go over time you know maybe one what day. i'm really interested in one of the things i'm interested in getting into you uh, into it getting into with you is this whole thing around i think it's a little bit off maybe the topic maybe it's not but mm. it's this whole thing about around um vulnerability and being mm. vulnerable with this kind of stuff and having no like part of the flow state i believe is having no barriers like helping, like understanding who you are as a person and doing that through talking and doing that through that flow. Yeah. So when you say no barriers, is that the same as no secrets? Yes and no, because I think there's a certain amount of, good question, I think there's a certain amount of um, self-protection that you you need to employ. Yeah. There is. You can't, there's, there is a certain amount of trust that you need to build. You can't be the type of person that just lets all these things, you know, mm. gives away all the, all your fruit. Because as soon as you're giving away all the stuff and getting nothing back in return, right. or, or the opposite, then it's, it starts being detrimental to you. Yeah. So I think, I do think in, in time you can become that type of person, mm. but I, I think for most people, no, I think you, have, you do have to be careful and you do yeah, have to hold yeah. things back. But I think it's, it's also about being, when I say being vulnerable, it's about being able to talk about it. Well, even like that, even having that conversation with you, yeah. like that's a very vulnerable conversation, Yeah, you know, saying something like that. Mm. Um, it's about um, how guys, you know, some guys can't can't talk or discuss their feelings. It's about like that kind of thing, like. But that's not holding back. Like that's that's not like being putting a barrier up or anything like that. Well, sorry, let me change that. 
I think most guys do have a certain amount of a barrier and it's just a, a much larger barrier yeah. than other people. So the yeah. balance between what you do let out and what you do keep in is, is way out of whack. Mm. So mm. I, I, I think there has to be a point where you get to where guys need to learn, well, people in general nowadays, I think, need to learn that, you know, you've got to, you've got to be able to talk. You've got to be able to kind of um, – let your feelings out, talk about your feelings, yeah. do that kind of stuff. Because you're like a you you obviously like a like an in touch dude. Yeah. You know, like in touch with yourself, in touch with your emotions yeah. and your feelings. Yeah. But and I feel like I am as well, but there are a lot of people out there that are not. Yeah, well and I wonder too, like like I've purposefully so what I just turned forty the other day and I purposefully have said to myself all right, dude, time for a bit of a change. Don't just be the friend. It's time to, you know, metaphorically, whatever that means, you know, the one who doesn't have to um, uh, prove it, just be happy, go lucky a little bit. But, yeah. I, you know, I sometimes think about, like, let's say the government, right? Hmm. Let's say they w- hmm, how do I speak about it general without sounding like conspiracy theory? Let's say that they wanted to admit, let's say Jacinda wanted to admit that the stuff on the borders hasn't gone well. And mm-hmm. if we could do it again, we would. At that level, are you allowed to be vulnerable? You know? Mm. Or maybe it's like, it's okay being vulnerable if you're us because... Uh, well, it depends on what's at stake, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Where where if you trade and people hang on every word you say, what is your level of responsibility to your vulnerability? You know, I think mm-hmm. um, we wanted authentic, authentic, authentic until Trump was Trump and he said what yeah, exactly. the hell he wants. And then exactly. it's like, well, hold on a minute, you know. We wanted, um, you know, and, and that's one of the challenges we have as these modern-day dudes is, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's not so clear what to do with, these frames all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I once watched the Superman comic and it was like, I think he was the baddest dude. Dark side was down and they were having a fight. And he said, you know what? I don't normally do this, but I normally live in a world made of cardboard, but just for now, I'm going to unleash on you and show you how strong I really am. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. It was this idea that he'd been holding back. And I don't mm-hmm. dare say that men hold back, but, it is weird that uh, that every now and then I'll get asked, you know, I'm the same height as you, so yeah. get asked to get something from a high thing and it's like celebrated a little bit, you know? Mm. Or, hey, can you lift that up? And, yeah, there's these big frames and it's like, well, we, we've got to do something with them. So it is that conversation about maybe that's what these historical things of, um, you know, gladiators were they weren't, you know, rugby maybe is the modern yeah. day example, right? The, the human feet. But if it wasn't necessary, then surely we'd just be all the same size. You know, what yeah, is it exactly. about? So, look, I, I don't know really what I mean, but it's trying to put that vulnerability through what we've got, maybe physically and mentally, mm. and trying to know what to do with it. And I still think that, um, you know, we're not probably, re- not us, but in general, including us, no one's really ready to talk about that because you need to have a fundamental common, you know, position. Maybe like this car's got to be in park before you start it. 
We're yeah, I, I, yeah, I know, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think there's a safe space. I think creating a safe space around you is what you need, and I think mm. that's what a lot of guys, especially like New Zealand mm. males, who have like this uh, colonial, you know, yeah, up, upbringing. Really, mm. you know, I think creating a safe space for them to be able to kind of vent and talk or, you know, or for you to be able to kind of vent and talk is, is a really important thing. You know, it's like not, like you said, it's like until, until everybody's ready to do it, then you really have to do that. You've got to have your own little, little group. Yeah. You know? yeah. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting, um, interesting space mm, right now. And I think it does all connect to the, um, yeah. because it's hard because, I, because there are connotations around this getting in touch with yourself, around mm. the, the letting go of all the shit, letting go of the fight or flight, letting go of that instant gratification. And, and it's almost as soon as you do do that, there's a little bit of FOMO going on that you've got to yeah. let go of. Yeah. Um, the way other people look at you because you're out of that kind of that, that constant cycle. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good thing. It's a great thing that you are, but I, I do think there's something around. It is a vulnerable thing to even talk about that kind of stuff. And it's a yeah. vulnerable thing to even start saying, this is something I need in my life. I need yeah. to let go yeah. of the, the rat race. I need yeah. to let go of that. Well, this imagine shit. how brave you have to be to admit that and even and act on that if you're still in fight or flight. That's yeah, exactly. some human level of sacrifice there. You know, to willingly stop yourself, I think is some mean ass self control that people probably don't give themselves credit for. Mm. You know, it's like checking yourself into rehab. Yeah. You're jacked up. And I think we're, we've probably learned to live with fight or flight or panic or anxiety mm. and, and fuel off it. You know, like there's plenty of mornings we probably didn't feel like getting up for work, but mm. you, you use that, you know, you use the yeah. fear of whatever is coming your way and, I think that's Suzanne. I think that that fear part is a big factor that you're yeah. that you've hit your nail on the head, yeah. and it's like how far do you have to go to be able to break yourself out of that? Because yeah. what you're talking about is life. Like if you, I think if you take it on fully, eventually it becomes life changing. Yeah, you know, and it's either it's either a band aid mentality or it's a slow burn mentality. Yeah, and yeah. if it's a band aid mentality, you're burning that sucker down. You know. Like you like everything around you is going to crumble because you've created this, um, you've created this life around you that's based on this way of being. So if you try, if you're if you're going to really seriously want to alter that way of being, you've got to start again. Yeah, you've got to tear off that bandaid, and you actually got to make changes in your life. You know, mm-hmm. or you can you can do the slow burn. And just slowly, painfully pull off that band-aid one hair at a time. Yeah. You know, but eventually it's going to be the same thing. Mm. Or you can just like do what we all do and just go until you basically knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hit the reset button, right? You KO until yourself. you are in a hospital bed with cancer. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Actually, funny enough, not funny enough, interestingly enough on the cancer stuff, they were doing some research from, you know, breathing 5,000 years ago. And what they were saying in some of their, um, I don't know how they passed on information way back then, 
but it was talking about that, you know, like if the cerebral fluid that gets moved through your body when you breathe certain ways, if that doesn't like get changed, it, it rusts. And so they put that down to that is kind of could be what cancer is. You know, it's like, it's not that simple. I'm definitely not saying that, but this idea that it's a system and it needs to flush itself out. You know, you just can't hold your piss in. You got to go for a piss, but there's things in your brain too, that the cerebral, I think it's something like, you know, when you do the heavy breathing at certain parts, they encourage you to push from the bottom up. And actually what that was doing is pushing fluid through you and coming back through. And I thought, that's so alien that like you have a better chance at convincing someone that it's real for the, you know, the clown, mm. than that you could learn a breathing technique to flush out your brain. You know, mm. that's how removed we are and why we really probably are uh, exploring something interesting, you know, you know how it is. It's like, you know how people say that, Oh, where do you hold your stress? I hold my stress in my stomach. Mm. So I'm always, you know, it was like, like my muscles in there are always tight. As soon as you, or, or it's like I hold my, my stress in my shoulders. So I'm always like, you know, stress, 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 stress. And then I've got sore shoulders and all that kind of stuff. The breathing takes you to a place where you don't have that anymore. So you're releasing that. You're releasing that stress. The muscles are relaxing, you know. Um, and it helps cycle everything through. Yeah. So I think I think that's yeah it's definitely an interesting interesting things to look at, dude. That's one of my favorite yarns because I'm so stoked we've recorded it because I can't wait to upload it. You know, and it would just be interesting to see what people think about it. You know, I think they're yeah. gonna really enjoy it. It's just a stream of consciousness, which you know, founded with it maybe trying to achieve you know slower, calmer states, mm. which it will be a it's a lifelong you know journey of feet trying to get there mm. um and then you know because one of the things that probably obviously i've framed it around pacific and maori and traditional yoga or breathing if you like mm-hmm. but that's only one aspect you know i do know that i was speaking to a doctor today and he was telling me about his researches in um carver bowl sessions yeah and he was telling me that part of what happens is the carver bowl sessions is like a surrogate or gives people permission to be, to take hierarchy away from a hierarchical culture like Tongan, for example, mm-hmm. where dad's dad and that's that. When they sit yeah. around the carver bowl, everyone's equal. And he was mm-hmm. telling me about some of the research about the young kid can tease the dad in that environment mm-hmm. because it's about this. It's a different I don't know what they're describing. It's a different um, consciousness almost, you know? Mm, so mm. there's something flow there too. And I mean, we probably have that, let's say, in Western culture with the pub and stuff, but it ends up, there's probably a sweet spot before everyone gets too hammered, right? <laughs> and then it changes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the chaos that we remember is the bullshit you did afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, that's the night you wake up in the morning and you're yeah. like, oh. Yeah, I can't believe it. You know, it was going yeah. so good until... And then you call your mate, you text your mate, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, sorry, man, if I did anything stupid last yeah, night. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. It's a, that guy, that yeah, guy. Exactly, exactly. Uh, unflow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's not flow. That's but, not um, flow. No, that's, I find that fascinating because there's, uh, 
it's more like you're saying it's more than just the breathing i think there's ritual ritual around in pacific mm. culture there's ritual around how to stress relief mm. and how to calm i was reading a book the other day and like tell me if i'm wrong i can't remember what the book is but um i'll send you the i'll send you the um the reference but it's basically talking about how in Maori culture they used to have these pools, like these whaling pools for the, for the warriors. When they'd come back from battle or, you know, if they lost someone, they would go to these pools and they would be kind of they're like hot pools. I don't know what tribe it was. Um, as I say, I'll send you the reference for the books. So it's not just me making it up. Um, and that's where they would cry. That's where they would just let it go, let this stuff out, you know? So then when they got out of the pool, it was like they were leaving that stuff behind. Yes. You know? It's that how, how to strip. But whereas now it's like you go to work and you have, you have this fight at work or you, or you have a, um, you know, an argument or, or, or whatever, a stressful situation. Unless you have real solid, um, methods to help you relieve stress then you're going to be holding on to this tension yeah. you know and just just ways that cultures used to used to do that how did they use to stress mm. relief you know Dude, i think we just kind of nailed a potential area to focus in on right because when you think about let's say western culture or new zealand culture there's no safe space like that there's nowhere you can go, maybe the toilet and then mm-hmm. you could cry mm-hmm. where you there would be no ramifications from that. Maybe there's one. You win the World Cup. Then oh, you yeah. can cry. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But that's probably not enough. And you know I mean there is I mean there there are things out there for people, but is it something that's readily accepted by right, society right, right now? Yes, by yes, going to yes. therapy, is it is, mm. should should just be a normal thing, you know? Yeah, but for yeah. a lot of people, it's still a taboo. Mm, mm. You know? well, that's why it could be that you know, maybe yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think one of the ways that we should explore is how did ancient societies do it as opposed Mm. to what we're currently doing, which is like what's modern medicine telling us they did, you know, and then, and then Mm -hmm. it could simply say that, well, next time you think you're so tough that you can't feel anything, know that these badass motherfuckers, even they had to find a way to process it, you know, even they had to, Mm. you know, and, and we're probably, it's probably the same end of the sword that's hurting us. Like the narrative of, you know, Rocky made it at the end, but we don't know what he emotionally Mm. took on, you know, because the movie ends, you know, he won, but you don't know if he, yeah. I mean, you probably do actually, because they didn't, they make more Rocky films. But the point being is that we get, this narrative of how we think the narrative should go, the three act structure and the the moment at the end. But, I think I told Realization you realization. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know? that's not how it really is, and we know that. That's that's the interesting bit is that you, I know that Avengers stopped because Robert Downey Jr. wanted to move on. Yeah, that's yeah. the real story. Mm-hmm. But they tied it all in, you know. And the narrative yeah. of that world is that 
he saved the universe and you know and mm. it's almost like that's what's happened today is that we we've just opted for the avengers version of it where we're these like heroes but our real version of us just wants to move on and we won't let it so well you don't need that i think there's a lot around them not actually knowing how like people not actually knowing how to move on and there are people searching for for the why and and for for you know what's that thing that's gonna get me there but i think often people are um are not persistent enough in the things that they actually want to do because they're looking for that quick fix all the time Mm. because they're looking for that fast um, relief of whatever they're, you know, whatever they're doing. And it actually takes perseverance and you just got to keep go, 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 going at, at, at whatever you want to do. Um, I think like someone like Gary V says it all the time, you know, and all those guys say it all the time. You just got to stick at it and you just got to go and you just got to do it. And you'll get to a point in your career or your life where you'll know whether it's something that you actually want to you want to keep doing or not, or yeah. whether it's going to take you where you want to go, because you would have done it for long enough, you would have mm-hmm. given it a shot. You know, you don't just oh today was bad, I'm going to move on to the next thing. Yeah, you know, which yeah. is kind of what it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, to like just on Gary V, I think the bit he forgets to tell is like we know him now, but there's some stuff that's happened to him that has built him to, you know, and he talks about it a few times with his, mm-hmm. his dad was really kind of harsh on him and mm-hmm. he did 30, 33 years in the alcohol shop. And then, you know, so his exponential rise has been through planning and plotting and kind of toughing it out, if you like, you know, learning how to deal with the fight or flight maybe. But um, mm-hmm. the pro- that's the problem with narrative is that we only see him now. And so if you don't have a foundation of something to pin on earlier, mm. um, you know, I guess where I'm going with this is, you know, when we look at maybe we frame our work, whether it's, you know, a doco film or book as more as in levels, what would mm. be a, an appropriate way to look at a level one, you know? So almost like don't pass go, go back to, you know, and yeah. properly you got to, you at least know you get back to go, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it sucks trying to get all the way around, but you get back to go. What would be the, what would be a reasonable level one? I mean, that's where I've come to and my years of podcasting and being curious is breathing's level one, you know, mm. and, and calm breathing is level one. There's that thing. I can't remember, but it's like a, a pie chart almost or a triangle where it's like at the bottom, you have your fundamental needs. You've got, you need, Safety, mm. you know, a roof over your head. Yeah. You need um, a. You need to eat. You need food, yeah. and you need um, connection. Mm. You need some people that you you can connect with, and those are like those fundamental blocks. And everything else is above those. Yeah. And if one of those those bottom is wobbly, then the things that has a chain reaction to the things all the way up the chain. Mm. You know, it's like coming back, like you're saying, coming back to those foundational things and going, are these set in place? Yeah. You know, and everyone, everyone has that time in their life where the whole, the whole building blows up. Yeah. You know, and you've got to start laying those bricks again. Mm, that's that's, it, that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm laying bricks. I've been laying bricks for the last year. <laughs> you're building yourself a fort. Ain't nobody blowing that <laughs> fort over. Um, Maybe a TV. 
<laughs> uh, just on the foundations, I read a little bit about the survival. They have foundations and the three key things for survival. And interestingly enough, they have it in, I think they call it the rule of threes. Uh, what is it? Three weeks without food, three days without water, three minutes without breath. So mm. that's how they reference them. And isn't it interesting that food and um, water are still really important in our modern society? You know, we've got mm. uh, massive industries around. Billion water, dollar industries food, around them both. Yeah. Absolutely zero to do with the main, the top of it. It's so obvious, you know, that you do three minutes and you're fucked, you know? And I think that's just so, was so revealing to read that where how can it be the most important thing yet the least talked about? And when I, mm. you start reading in some of the research, even about alternate nostril um, breathing and that, you know, the, that you, I think every 90 minutes your nose changes from nostril to nostril. Yeah. And it's a way to regulate yeah. left and right. And as mm. we know, well, I don't know. I'm just talking about it like I know. But there's something about like I think left is um, logic and right is creative or something like yeah. that in broad strokes. Yeah. But all that has to happen, and I think they've started seeing it when they've um, looked at breathing patterns of people with schizophrenia and stuff, is that like something's gone haywire with and one nostril's doing all the airflow. Mm. So it's something like the brain's not being cooled properly mm. and one takes over. So you've got this overwhelming creative, so much so that I guess you'd call it like delusional, you know, out, yeah, out, yeah. outlook. And I just thought far out, you know, you, you, we're talking about the end game and we're not even back here where it all begins. Because you add on top of that, that, what is it, 80% of people are mouth breathers, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you're not even... Yeah, the nose has totally been forgotten. So, yeah, look, that's so interesting um, to talk about. Even if, you know, you think about levels and you're like, well, let's say we justified what level 1 to 10 or level 1 to 5 was in our modern world, what we would think is um, success, and then put that rubric or measurement, you know, through different other cultures. You know, what's their versions of... um, I guess they went through a lot of more initiations, you know? You always hear about yeah. things with initiation and can you handle the... Rites of passage. That's it, that's it. And, and I can't... I mean, we had probably that through rugby, you know? There was and mm. certain things that you had to prove yourself trustworthy maybe or something like that. And maybe there's that in work as an intern. But it's definitely not clear. Mm. And I think... I don't know if you need to know, but I think it would be helpful to know that that is necessary and that you can just go find that then, you know, if you need to be treated Mm. like shit for a day for a certain developmental part, you know, how about just go pay someone to swear at you for a few hours and you get that bit done and you can move on (laughs) or go lift something really heavy, you know? Yeah. Because I think if you do yourself under stress, that's right. And, and manifest in a different way and you get a weird fetish for, you know, some crazy shit and all you're trying to service is that part of your development. So you can get to that next mm. level, you know? Um, and I think it's so important to work it out because if we don't, we'll be programming this AI and it'll be missing a massive piece of the chunk puzzle. You know, at the moment it's, yeah. it just thinks, do whatever I need to do to get you to look at the screen, you know, play yeah, exactly. with every primal instinct and I'll just get you to, 
I'll either convince you or I will, you know, I'll piss you off. And one of the two, we're going to get you on screen. And what mm. a, what a hell of a measurement, eh? But I think it's also like, yeah, like what people don't get, like in those situations, like a lot of people think that that mind, that thinking, that trained behavior is mm. them, mm. you know, yeah. when it's not. Yeah. It's not. But well, trained behavior where yeah. you hear that ding on your phone and then all of a sudden you're looking at it or you're uh, drinking a coffee and then automatically your phone just comes up into your face and you just, and then you catch yourself and you're like, yeah. I just did that. Yeah. You know, it's like you've trained yourself to do that. That's yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Well, it is insane, bro. And that's the, th- I think I ended last time talking to you saying, what the fuck are we talking about? You know, are we talk, we're like this, we talk about ourselves in both ways, like this divine being and it's yeah. just piece of shit meat sack that wants to eat, fuck and fight. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And we're forever trying to master control over it. But you know, we're so easy to hack. Yeah. Like ridiculous, you know, so much. I studied a little bit of hypnosis for a while cause I, I thought I might travel down that part, but I don't like taking control away from people, even though I know you can do it, mm. you know? So that's why I'm happy I finally found the breath because it's inclusive and we can do it together. And the funny so, thing is about that yeah. hypnosis and also the um, that that automatic reaction is as soon as you know, as soon as you figure it out, as soon as you see it, mm. you see it every time. You see what's happening every time. You know, you see, so you can train yourself out of out of it quite quickly. By becoming that observer, by becoming that the person above the actual you, yeah, you know, the person yeah. that observes this person that's just picked up the phone, or yeah. or observes, you know, the habit that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and it's so weird because I think to get there, you have to put yourself in another fight or flight moment, but you've got to to implant the thought then. Because I think what happens in the fight or flight is your brain saying, shit, what do I need to learn here? Mm-hmm. What can I do to get us out of this, you know? And mm-hmm. it will go back to that pattern, the non-logical pattern, which is like, right, crash and boom your way out mm-hmm. or argue or deflect or, you know, whimper, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what's interesting is we're kind of talking counterintuitively. We're saying we don't want you people to be in fight or flight, but I'm saying get in the bath, which is fight or flight, but it's like under yeah. your control, you have to, so exactly, I think it's something, yeah. you control your respiratory and then I think you start flooding in, which might be pre-planned scripts if you like, you know, so maybe something to do with, you know, that's why I think that the ancestral meditation, what were they saying? What were the, what were the words timed out at that? You know, there's that 5.5, mm. which I was telling you about, which seems to be, an equal in out for breathing. We're up mm. around twenty in modern society, but you know, they they did they timed out all the ancient um, prayer, and it all timed out the same. So, what was it about the rate and what they were saying that was implanting in? You know, mm. and I think that's what I'm really interested in trying to show is that you know maybe it's a, you know it sounds cheesy as fuck, but maybe that's where the self help stuff comes in. We just miss the fact that it's a script. That you got to say it though in the fight or flight, and you yeah. got to control it, and you got to practice it maybe three or four times, maybe mm. it's a hundred times, 
exactly mm. how many. And then I think what you do is you give, that's hope people can pin on, you know, like let me just get a hundred ice baths under my belt and let me just say I love myself and I forgive myself or whatever it is at a rate of that where my blood pressure and my heart will be my lie detectors. You know, mm-hmm, if I don't mm-hmm, believe it, mm-hmm. it'll still be up. But when you bring it down and, you know, start showing, um, I don't know, you know, that's what I want. That's what I want. You start to see through the fog. Yeah. You know, it helps you see through the fog. I I totally get what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. I I agree. I do agree with that. Yeah. It's just just weird. But strangely enough, I think the people who probably need it the most would be up for jumping in an ice bath. (laughs) You know, it's almost a bit of controlled torture, which is weird. Yeah. But we're, we're so... Yeah, that's us, eh? We've got these weird bloody, we've got these weird things that we require as humans. Mm. But, uh, you know, it's like truth is probably one of them, but like we've stated, like, what's your level? Can you be, can you actually, you know, if you're, if you're just Cinder, can you actually get up there and say, here's what I'm not happy with, you know? Mm. Can you be Judith Collins and say, Jacinda's actually really awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like her and it sucks that we have to argue, you know? Is it is it something about as soon as you start considering other people or as soon as, because as soon as you're, the very act of lying mm. is considering somebody else in some way. Right. You're thinking about how they're going to react to you mm. or how they're going to react to other people around them, you know, so you say something that's not true to try and manipulate the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So it's, I think there's something in, in that too, whereas that, that lie is where anxiety comes from, mm-hmm. you know? All yeah. those mistruths that you don't, you, you know, you're lying to yourself mm-hmm. and you're lying to everybody else around you, you know? I don't know. I probably, yeah. that, went, that went a bit, hey, well, well that, no, 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 no. It's <laughs> there. I just, I just can't help but think that maybe part of the problem is, when Rocco's working for the big company or Jacinda's, you know, part of the government, they're part of a hive. Yeah. Yeah. And we're actually speaking to each other as individuals, which is probably mm-hmm. a distinction that we don't make enough in society, right? That mm-hmm. if you're, it's like the brand you're speaking to yeah. as the collective and maybe then you can't not tell the Oh, hold on. You can't not admit things because you're admitting it for too many people. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so right. then you have to have a better ethic at the beginning, which, look, I know I'm not 100% sold on. I would tell you up until a few months ago that I'm not, nah, it's all, you know, religion is blah, 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 and that, nah, nah, nah. But I'm like, the more I look at it, I'm like, you know what? I, I just can't think that look it takes a bit of head bravery to get over like how could you believe in something that you can't see touch and feel mm. but we do we just call it nike you know yeah yeah we do every day and we do every day because i'd rather put my faith into something that's been around for ages than something that's just finding its feet maybe in 2000 years nike will be a solid thing to pin your hopes on and I just use that as an example, but I'm wrestling with it, you know, because I don't know. That's- I kind of come from, I come, I come from a place where you have to start small yeah, and you've got to start with yourself. Yeah. And to me, it's where we're living in a time where it's unfortunate 
that those mentors in our life aren't perhaps there, mm. you know, those solid, those solid stoic mentors, you know, like back in the, in the tribal culture, you know, through, through the through the history, you had that, those strong, powerful figures right there in front of you. And most of the time, you know, it was a different, you know, I'm not going to put, going to say they were all amazing people or anything yeah. like that, but they definitely had a, a, a set of values that were very different to what we have now because they were based around those very core ways of being. Yeah. You know, they were based around those bricks right down the very mm-hmm. bottom because that's what they had, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, they didn't care what they looked like or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. They cared about whether there's going to be food on the table tomorrow. That's it. That's it. You know, so they're fundamental to me right now, the way I'm thinking, is to me that means like their, their fundamental beliefs would be based around that. So it would be a lot more, um, I don't know, positive or, yeah. you know, mm. uh, content. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is those mentors in those societies were there and they were apparent and they were, you know, there are some people that you could go to. I don't know if those people are in our society today, you know, that person, that North star that you can look to. Yeah. I I a hundred percent agree. Well, and I think that's where, you know, maybe we won't put too much pressure on us, but one of the opportunities that we probably have to burden ourselves with (laughs) is taking those type of stories or myths and packaging them up in a way that, you know, maybe it sits in an app, you know, so mm-hmm. you have access to use technology in a way that um, can frame things up from, you know, like a, mm-hmm. like a kind of narrative point of way. When I say narrative, I mean, you know, like it's not always real, but it's based on some, you know, like, um, I don't know, we might talk about the hero's journey, you know? Yeah. It's something yeah. like that where it goes all the way back to, you know, pick yourself up and try and fight against something bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Most likely you'll lose, but you still have to try because every now and then you'll win. And that's yeah. how you, like an Edward Snowden or something, you know, yeah. who is just, yeah, I don't know. I watched a few of his interviews with Joe Rogan and they're like three hours long and you get the impression that it's just totally sacrificed himself mm. for a long game, you know, like a super long game, which is like what you've been telling me the whole way. Nothing happens quickly. Yeah. And if you want good things to happen, then bank for a hundred years that it might happen. <laughs> if yeah. You, if you put that work in now, you know, and, and, Maybe that's the pace of technology out 200 years ago. They couldn't see it being so quick. You know, they didn't know that you wouldn't go through even little things, bro. Like up until 500 years ago, we chewed for four hours a day. Mm. Now we don't. And what did that do? Well, it made our palates smaller. So that affects your breathing. It means Mm. it's easier to breathe um, more rapidly because you you don't have a good, you know, open holes in the back of your trachea or something. And it's just like one of those smaller details that, you know, now what orthodontics are doing, which is really interesting, is 
they started, because um, it was cheaper and faster, ripping teeth out and pulling them together. Mm-hmm. Fuck everyone's breathing. So now they yeah, that's what they're saying. Like initially, the the what a brace would do would widen the the correct. mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your teeth would actually fit in your that's mouth it. and then that's go it. into place. Yeah, and then because it was faster and cheaper. Yeah, that's when they went to that method that you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, where they they just clamp, you know, yeah. and try and force everything into that that zone. I think it's Crazy. no. No surprise if you really look at holistically why, you know, you know, let's say mental health and suicide is chaos today because mm. you can't just play with that amount of fire and not cause drama. And the, the fuck thing about it is you can't even pinpoint it. It's a little bit, you know, being raised in a certain way and a little bit about what you're given. And mm. yeah, so... That's why, I mean, what does it mean to come back to a zero? Because it has to account for, um, yeah, I understand the principle of getting you to a less panic zone, but then what are the things you can do to even talk about a level one, you know? Because mm. it wouldn't be just about nutrition. It would be a conversation about, um, you know, I guess, yeah, I, I, I don't know. like holistic, isn't it? It's yeah. Holistic well, just- it's also if you just can't breathe as good as you need to, is it just mm. a lifetime of war? You know, I, I mean, I have it every night, right? So I tape my mouth at night. Um, as far as I know, that's a hundred percent safe from the medical doctors I've spoken to who know surgeons, you know, they're like, Oh no, no, no. That's what we do. Anyway. We just have a weird thing about it because it seems really weird to tape your mouth. Everyone's like, how will you breathe? And well, your nose takes over and it does an awesome job, but because my top palate and I still, I didn't get braces. I actually got clip on ones, but I was a teenager. So I threw them away. My dad's mm-hmm. still pissed off with me, but yeah, I me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, but so I've got a smaller top palette and I noticed that you know my tongue doesn't fit. It should fit up on the roof of your palate. That's how it's built originally. Mm. But mine sits a little bit back and it's only that little bit back which once your mouth jacks open, everything falls back. So you snore, yeah. sleep apnea. Snore, and I mean, sleep apnea, you got to wear the CPAP. So, yeah. you know, you talk about enlightenment or reaching the potential within that's the questions I have is are we are we adaptable enough to even do it if we've fucked some of the fundamentals you know mm. um, well that's the whole thing where knowledge this whole knowledge is power thing isn't mm-hmm. it it's like those who know in the long run will be those who you know will see the benefits of it and do have a clear head because they can get a good night's sleep yeah. and they are breathing properly through the day mm-hmm. and they don't have as much CO2 buildup. So their brains are just clearer. That's it. That's it. You know, it's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And maybe that's, you know, one of the things is, I guess, how, how can we use that influence of whatever we find down this journey to, you know, to put back into whatever the school systems are, you know, and maybe it's mm. simple little things that, um, like one of the things I'm working with at the moment is a, a school out in South Auckland is of just a little breathing practice before they start their workshop. Mm. You know, so it's simply like, okay, we'll just breathe through our nose for you know a slower rate, and mm. tell a little story about the, say your ancestors breathed. 
right? Because I try not to take it to the realm where A, it gets into anything like I've got to prove it because <laughs> I'm still on that journey. Yeah. And B, where it's kind of like interestingly enough for them where they're like, oh man, it does feel good to slow a breathe, but it's actually anxiety, which is this fast breathing, you know, <sighs> it's actually it's mm. right there for you to see. So um, mm. just around the edges, how can you make little bits of influence? Because I definitely, I mentioned a couple of times, like the one-to-one measurement, I don't think applies when it's shit that's really good for you. You know, like mm. flow, like if maybe you get into a bit of flow, um, hey, still there? Gotcha, gotcha. I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, I think that was a sign from the universe that I should um, wrap this little chat up. I don't know if it's helpful <laughs> or not, bro. I've loaded, we've both loaded each other up with plenty of stuff, but I reckon we, yeah. uh, you know, if you're up for it, let's keep kind of dipping into this stream yeah. and record a few of these. Let's and, keep doing it. Let's keep yeah. talking through it. And um, I think we, yeah, we, we made a bit of leeway today with the, with some of the things we, we kind of spoke through. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll just, we'll just keep going. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it would be interesting running commentary, right? Because if we talk about vulnerability, it's kind yeah. of vulnerable putting your ideas out there in real time for people to take your stream of consciousness and pinch them. <laughs> so, but it's, uh, I, I really don't think you're going to worry about that. Yeah, I yeah. think um, nobody's going to make your idea. No, right? no, no, no. But that's no, one of the things that you tell yourself and most things like that aren't, you know, you hear the one story eh, about that was my yeah. idea, but no, no, even if someone did go out and make an awesome stuff to do with breathing i still think we would have done our job <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah bro all right cool man well we'll wrap it up here um and yeah man it's gonna be an interesting little journey we'll, we'll just keep in touch and like obviously super keen to um well i'll say it bluntly i really what i'm really excited about doing some stuff with you is the competence you have you know and i know that from the jobs you've had so what i'm so excited about is you've pivoted right away from the corporate and mm. so you're, you're able to leverage that but when you want you can turn on the afterburner but you can turn it off you know it's something like I've been thinking about at the moment um, content is secondary for my main mission now so it's yeah. become my friend again I'm not just churning out something to try and get views it's, it's archiving it for us now, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And I like that um, that competency, again, will push us forward. And so, yeah, I don't know if you, you know, uh, I don't actually know. We'll just see what you want, but I'm like, fuck, that's choice because you've, you've mixed it and, you know, been in those big scenarios. And, and we'll need that power when we go into trying to sell holistic views. You know, mm. it ain't going to be easy because I've already been trying to talk. Like everyone knows the stuff in medical realms, yeah, but they still opt for the inhaler. You yeah, know? so we've got a hell of a hell of a scrap, and I think it's just I'm um, I'm lucky that whatever's brought us together because um, we're going to need you know all of our levels of you know grunt. I think to get people to see that it's. You know, this is true, not bottom of the cliff thinking, right? This is mm. taking you so far back to 
really challenge you and be vulnerable and you mm. know and maybe well, they, um, yeah. I like I'm happy to like, I really want to keep having this conversation and mm. I, I want to keep the conversation going yeah and I think like I think that's what's going to get us any anywhere yeah to be perfectly honest mm. it's going to be us talking about it it's going to be you know you the way that you have already been speaking about it um the hard work that you've done to get yourself to where you are um, the commitment that you have to the to the idea, to the um, concept, to the way of being—that's what's going to get us anywhere. Like I've I've done, I haven't done you know all that much. You know, <laughs> it's just been like really. So it's like I I will I will do what I can to help, but I really well I'll do. No, we're in this together. Yeah, Ruth we're in this together now, and I mean I know that it's your journey. Yeah, but right now we're running in parallel. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and you know, I, I have you ever had your Myers Briggs done? You know, your uh, psychology maybe. about what type of person you are. Um, maybe so, right. I mean, it's it's kind of common, but then it goes out of favor. But as far as I know, there's about sixteen types of psychological traits, right, or yeah. personalities, and I'm one that is really emotional, you know, really fast to come up with um, solutions. But yeah. I, I'm a type of personality, and I don't believe it the whole way, but it was interesting reading it. I get the endorphin hit from the chat. Yeah. I get the endorphin hit from the idea of collaboration mm-hmm. where they recommend my type of personality teams up as with someone who's a doer, you know. So, mm-hmm. I look, I'm not pressuring you or anything, but that – from my observations, and this is the thing, right? We see ourselves differently to how other people see us. From my dealings with you, it's somebody who's, um, and you may not like this, but that's why I like the competence part because that's mm. what came across. And that's what I'm reading from a human to human. Now, I'm competent too, and that's why I like all this being in um, the podcast. But, you know, it's clear in life that to project you forward, this idea of family or the bubble or a group moving is mm. the right way as a hive, you know, because you leverage bits from each other and you keep the motivation up and, you know, we don't even have to arrive anywhere. That's the big lessons from neurology that I've learned is that it's the pursuit of trying, you know, it yeah. will not get any better than this, but mm. we've had a bit of a giggle. We've had a bit of a think during the, the podcast and, you know, if it can, if all of those can manifest into something, then sweet as. But if mm. not, you know, cool. We mm. did a yeah, did a yeah. No, exactly. And the way I, the way I very much look at it now, like definitely not the way I used to operate, but now, and and like to to keep going on that whole relationship with time thing. Mm. I am more likely nowadays to take my time and actually know what it is that we're talking about mm. know what it is that we want to get out of it and not just try and rush ahead and make something. That's it. You know? So let's just figure out what this thing is. Yeah. Like you, like you said, which is really good. Mm. And, and I, I really do believe that things will come from that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know? maybe we don't know what storm we've created, right? When we hit publish on these type of things, cause <laughs> the wave is coming and, um, well, you know, and the thing with time too is there's there's that saying, right? Seize the opportunity, and so yes. that's an interesting prospect about, you know, 
there obviously is fight or flight in us and it's yeah. about when to unleash it and not. I agree. I agree. Yes, mm. it is. It is take opportunities as they come, yeah. Yeah. but you also got to be in a place to be able to recognize those opportunities. Yeah. Correct. Like, Correct. So, so you're not going to be able to do that if you're running a million miles an hour, but mm. you are if you're content actually considering what you're talking about and then things will things will eventuate you're not manifesting it like i'm not saying not to take action like you take action when you need to take action but don't start running before you need to that's it that's it okay i feel like one day we can um i want to see what the world record podcast time is because i think we'd have no problem breaking our way through a few hours of just random shit (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. we've, we've only just scratched the surface yeah, we've right. only just scratched the surface alright buddy <laughs> thanks for catching up and we'll touch base and we'll do it all again soon eh? ok my man I'll see you see later bye there we go team what'd you think what'd you think I enjoyed that one nice and deep Hey, speaking of being deep, I'm in a tunnel right now, driving on the motorway here in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, something interesting about driving through tunnels. They, it's like, you know, it's like driving through a vein. Yeah, anyway, so I wanted to leave you with that thought. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, Rocco, thank you. If you remember me from school, flick me a text when you listen to this. It's hilarious. We can highlight this in our next podcast Uh, for those who were new here and are now please blow my mind listeners thank you so much jump on itunes rate review do all that stuff for those of you who are like solid pieces of furniture thank you as well for being stable being stable pieces of furniture so that when you sit down on your furniture you're comfortable Wrapping up here, team. Thank you to the Patreon crew. You know who you are. James, got your back. Uh, Chris, you've got my back. And Daniel, always hitting home runs for Please Blow My Mind. If you're interested in supporting this podcast via Patreon, please consider donating a few bucks a month. Search Please Blow My Mind on patreon.com and you'll find, uh, yeah, me. All the money goes into the podcast, which is a good good feature. Thanks, everybody, for blowing my mind by joining me. Hope you are well wherever you are in the world. And I look forward to connecting with you via your air holes again very, very soon. See ya.